This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. When it comes to your mother, you want her sleeping in a comfortable bed. When she's with me, she won't have to worry about that because I sleep on a Novilla mattress. Let me tell you, when your mom is at my place, she is sleeping on a very comfortable mattress and she is going to get you one as well. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night, made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. It comes in a box delivered right to your door, and you get 100 nights to try it out. Skip that trip to the big box mattress store and get a mattress from Novilla. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Try out the mattress that your mom tried out last night. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. And a reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you want it the most, there's no fellow Shwoke Lords, and what is going on? Welcome back to another episode of Cancel Shweezy. Cancel Shweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. What's going on, everyone? How's everyone doing? Uh, I haven't been doing too much. I was like trying to think about what did I do in the last week, and it was 4th of July. You know, I did all the 4th of July shenanigans, and uh, I've been like working on a guitar. I posted on my Instagram, so if you want to Check it out on the ins- my Instagram. Basically, you'll see a photo of it. It's a uh, so I've got a Fender Starcaster. Well, it was a Squire, now it's a Fender because new headstock. It's a new, a whole new neck. Uh, basically, Tom DeLong started. There's a lot of things I wanted with it. So there, you know, it was really nice actually. Out of you know, uh, out of you know, just buying it stock and stuff like that. So. Uh, Basically, yeah, I'll, I'll get back to that. But yeah, no, I wanted Tom DeLong started using Starcaster, so we got like a million different variations of like the Starcaster. Uh, his version. I'm gonna try to make this not. I'm not gonna get too into gear because I think that most people are not musicians who listen to this, or if they are, welcome to the show. Um, Tom has one. It's one just a volume knob. And a, you know, that's it. It's just a volume knob and one pickup. P- basically, pickups are basically like, uh, you'll see them on guitars, but like they're basically, to dumb it down, they're basically just little microphones, you know, basically. You know, things that make sound, it's either a microphone or a speaker. Like, if you didn't know, uh, you could basically, any speaker can be a microphone and any microphone could be a speaker. They're just like, it's, it's a weird reverse thing. You know, um, but not, but like if you do it, I'm like, I'm going to turn this speaker into a microphone. Like it might sound like shit. So, uh, don't, don't do that. Um, is this, I was told, there we go. That's what I wanted to hear. Um, 
but yeah, no. So I'm doing that. So basically, mine's two two pickups. I mean, like two microphones, little microphones in it, a volume and a tone knob, and you know, and switch. And and I did like a I swapped the neck to it, make it look more like Tom's guitar. And uh, basically, uh, wire. If you if you know anything about wiring or soldering at all, uh, you know that can be annoying at times. But like this guitar was kind of a bitch because there was a million different problems and then I eventually figured it out. And then when you try to get everything back in the right hole, it's not like a Stratocaster where, you know, you have the white pick guard and all the electronics are underneath it. And basically, like, you can buy a pre-wired pick guard and all you have to do is solder, like, two two cables, you know? And then it just works. But uh, this one, you had to, like, maneuver everything in and try and maneuver all, like, the the volume knob and the tone knob in, like a wire would come undone. And so then you're like, oh, now it doesn't make sound anymore. And you have to figure out where, you know, like what what wire came undone. And then you find the wire that came undone, like where did this go to? Where did it fall off from? And so it was, it was quite the fucking bitch to get this thing done. And that's why I suggest anyone with a, a hollow body or semi-hollow body guitar, uh, and you're like, I want to change the pickups, or I want to change the pots, and or like the, the volume and tone pots. And you're like, just don't, you know, just leave it the way it is. It's kind of a bitch, bitch already. Unless you're gonna do the one knob, Tom DeLonge thing with it, then then you're fine. So don't, don't worry about that. So yeah, I've been fucking dealing with, the, I've been soldering and dealing with this fucking guitar all week, but now it's perfect, and I got it working perfect, and I'm happy about it. But uh, yeah, the electronics on that thing was a bitch. Uh, I've also gotten so. I'm in like a middle of nowhere small town, and uh, I found out at the local Walmart they sell Emo's Pizza, which is like a St. Louis style pizza, and it's not the best style of pizza, but it reminds me of my dad. And so if you if you know, you just do shit like that because you know life life be like that sometimes. And uh, yeah, so I'm obsessed with that. And I literally saw one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen at Walmart. You heard me right. I saw a beautiful woman at Walmart. I was like, this is, I don't know. I don't know, like, you know, you meet people who aren't ugly, you know, and shit like that. I'm like, yeah, I can, you know, they're pretty good looking, you know, stuff like that. That's who you see at Walmart. Like, you never see, like, jaw-dropping people at Walmart. Those people don't go to Walmart. Uh, Those people, they go to Target. Yeah, I will admit, like, the better-looking people go to Target. Uh, But not at Walmart, though. That's so, it was just a weird experience, so... Uh, yeah, um, are you incredibly good looking and go to Walmart? Because that's new. Like, you know, even like the models they have, like they're not ugly, but like they look like probably the, like you're this good looking, you're, you're as good looking as like Walmart can be, you know? So that was a weird experience, which I don't know. I decided I'm like, I want to talk about this today on this show. But uh, life uh, finds a way, you know. Uh, also, I have an update from a couple weeks ago. We talked about the Maddie Healy, Ice Spice, and Taylor Swift drama and all that. And I guess, so initially I thought, like, Inuit Spice Girl. And then I heard that I'm like, I don't know what Inuit is. And so I looked it up and I'm like, oh, they're like uh, Eskimos or something like that. I don't know. I just call them Eskimos. Uh, and then... They, so they called her an Inuit Spice Girl. They called Ice Spice that, and I didn't know the context of it. But so, but like Taylor Swift fans are mad because they're the worst fan group on the internet. Like Taylor Swift is amazing. And like, don't get me wrong, I agree with you on that. She is great, but her fan base is just like 
kind of fucking stupid, you know? And you shouldn't be obsessed with another person, okay? Just get your own shit going on. Don't be fucking obsessed. Don't be fucking running Instagram pages for another person. That's not a meme. If you run a meme page, you have a, you have a lot of other different problems. But if you're running a page for one single person that you worship and adore, like, you need to get some shit going on in your life, bro. Uh, that's for sure. But anyways, though, on the initial show, I think it was a podcast, that the Inuit Spice Girl came from, the context of it, I learned the context of it, because I didn't do, I don't do a lot of research in this shit, unless I say I do research, which means I pulled up one article. So I learned when they said, when they were like, oh, Ice Spice, and they were like, oh, is that like an Inuit Spice Girl, because, because there's Baby Spice, you know, uh, and all the other Spice Girls, you know, uh, I can't remember any other names except for Baby Spice, but, you know, it was Ice Spice, like, like, you know, an Inuit Spice Girl it wasn't supposed to be a slur. It was supposed to be like, oh, is she like an Eskimo? Was that her theme? You know, so I would just wanted to update everyone on that who was all up in arms uh, and shit like that. So, um, um, so basically, um, for the most part, I was told that it was a joke because she wanted, because it was like the, the Eskimo Spice Girl. Like, that was the joke. And uh, out of context, jokes are mean. <laughs> Uh, that's a, like, you actually, that's why I don't want to do, like, oh, we need someone who's gonna, like, uh, transcribe my podcast for me. I'm like, I don't know, you know, if, to be honest with you, if you're deaf, like, if you, like, legit just cannot hear, like, you're, like, real deaf, not, like, the fake, like, I'm legally deaf, and you're like, they, they can't, they can barely hear out of one ear or whatever, you know, like, those pussies. I don't know. <laughs> Not making fun, sorry. That was mean. Uh, but, uh, can't even remember where I was going to. Uh, shit like that. Uh, long story short, learning the context. Oh, yeah, I was talking about, like, I don't know. If you just read the jokes I talk about, I'm like, it just sounds like I'm being an asshole. So, uh, at the end of the day, uh, be nice to people, okay? Don't be a dick, okay? Don't be a dick. Uh, make sure you're checking out my music and socials all under, well, my music under Shweezy, wherever you stream music, and then all my social media is uh, under The Shweezy. It's just the in front of it. Someone took Shweezy, so it's, it's kind of rough. So, uh, oh, no! Our table! That works, too, you know? Uh, so, yeah, make sure you're checking that out. I'm trying to finish a mix-up, and uh, we'll hopefully have something coming out. Coming up in May. Uh, you bet I'm coming up in May. Coming up in May pretty soon. So make sure you're checking that out and following me on social media. It's your update on that on podcast shit, too, as well. Uh, we got a Patreon page. We are, I need to update the... Uh, I need to update the uh, PayPal and Cash App pages where you can help me out there as well. So, uh, so you don't have to be uh, a bad person. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. Uh, and stuff like that. So make sure you're checking that out. We have a Patreon page too. Those are all great financial ways to say thank you for being a friend. But if you also want more information and want to do free shit and support the show, make sure you're checking out the YouTube page, especially if you're listening. And if you might be on the YouTube page right now. So make sure you're subscribed over there. Like our, Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. Uh, give us a comment, especially on the highlights that you can share with your friends. But uh, leave it if I have anything. If I say anything wrong, which is very rare, very rare, I would say anything wrong uh, or anything like that. Um, and if you're on the audio platforms, leave a review and give us a uh, 
five, four, three, two, or one star rating. Okay. Uh, I feel like a woman, a real woman. Uh, I've come across a discovery or just a thought process. Uh, this is for the men out there. Penis havers, maybe. Maybe for the penis havers. I think maybe they might be the people. But, uh, the porn site... I'm just gonna be... We're just gonna go with the cisgenders here today, folks. A man's preferred porn site really says a lot about his character. I'm a Pornhub guy. I'm just, you know, classic, easy. Uh, just a big... You know, it's the hub. You know, so good. You know, it's the popular one. It's just the hub. And it's, you know, it's clean. Uh, for the most part, I think on Pornhub, you find normal porn. I think Pornhub's more for normal porn. Uh, you know, there's obviously problems there, but, you know, normal, you know, I think Pornhub, we can all say normal porn, you know, for the most part. Uh, X-Hamster. Uh, the only thing I've ever really seen on X-Hamster is... Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. That guy and, and, um, and Mark... Uh, that's the only thing I've seen on X Hamster. So, if you're an old guy who likes to perform on video, I think X Hamster's for you. Uh, Spank Bang, those, those are like the Linux guys, you know? Like, they're like, Linux is the best, you know? That's what Spank Bang is, like Linux, <laughs> Linux users, you know? They're like the Linux users of porn. Uh, X Video, uh, X Video is like, I like some hardcore stuff. But I can sometimes be okay with normal stuff too. I don't know if X Video is your perform porn site, uh, ladies, just keep that in mind and and stuff like that. Um, OnlyFans, if you're an OnlyFans guy, if you only look at porn from OnlyFans, um, I think if all your porn is from OnlyFans, uh, you are financially stable. So, ladies. Ladies, if you want a financially stable guy, OnlyFans. Because if he has enough money, if he's, you know, we all we all have a million subscriptions these days, but, you know, if he's doing a porn subscription, you know, you know, he might be doing, he might be doing good. So, those are my thoughts. What other porn sites are there? I couldn't think of any more, but please tell me. All right, it's time to get into the news, a.k.a. previous week right now. Let's just jump into it. Uh, it's just the news from last week. Let's just go into it. I want to I read read the news here. Basically, I just read news articles. Like I'm not even reporting. I'm just reading. Uh, that's all I'm doing. I mean, it's better than your local news. This is way better than your... If this show is not better than your local news, I might kill myself. Not really. I'm not going to actually hurt. It's kind of one of those things you have to... You know, when you go to therapy and you're like, I'm not trying to... I'm not wanting to hurt myself. You know, you got to like be very clear with your therapist. I'm not trying to hurt myself. Okay, first article we got is from Newsweek. Newsweek is a site. Uh, so this one's uh, part of our segment we like to call... Cool stuff. Slick stuff. Neat stuff. Where we go over what the hell Garth Brooks has been doing or anything related to Garth Brooks. That's what I wanted to work on today. So let's look into it. Uh... Greg Abbott duped by fake news story mocking Garth Brooks. Texas Governor Greg Abbott was mocked on social media after he responded to a satirical article about country music legend Garth Brooks being booed off the stage during a performance in the state. 
Uh, on Sunday afternoon, the governor tweeted, good job, Texas, with the link to the article, which claims that Patriots had booed Brooks during his performance at the 123rd annual Texas County Jamboree in Hambriston. However, the story was completely made up, and the city of Hambriston doesn't even exist in Texas. While Abbott quickly deleted the post, which was shared on his personal Twitter account with more than a million followers, Newsweek captured a screenshot before it was removed. Brooks recently came under fire from right-wing critics over his refusal to banned Bud Light from his new bar in Nashville, Tennessee, amid mounting calls to boycott the beer brand. Bud Light first faced backlash in April over the company's partnership with transgender influencer and activist Dylan Mulvaney. Over the past few months, the outcry over Bud Light's association with Mulvaney has sparked scrutiny of an escalating number of companies over their LGBTQ plus marketing campaigns. Uh, Brooks enraged conservatives earlier this month when he told Billboard that he doesn't discriminate and welcomes all to his bar. Friends in Low Places, Bar, and Honky Tonk, he said he will serve every brand of beer, and that his bar encourages love and kindness while playing the greatest music in the world. The fake article by parody news website Dunning-Kruger Times. <laughs> Is that fucking Seinfeld? The company George worked at it, like the ni- eighth and ninth season? Maybe just the ninth season. Shared by Abbott on Sunday accuses Brooks of loving liberals and playing for the other side. Dunning-Kruger's Times states on his website that all of his contents parody, satire, and town tomfoolery. In the now-deleted Twitter post, the Texas governor captioned the tweet in part with the popular GOP refrain, Go Woke! broke. Uh, Despite the tweet being removed quickly, Twitter users managed to snag screenshots and mocked the governor online for not noticing certain key details of the fake piece. Greg Abbott, Texas, uh, just accidentally posted a satire article because he wants to hate on queer Texans and Garth Brooks so bad. Texas State Representative Greg Kazar, a Democrat, tweeted, the Texas County Jamboree doesn't exist. Hambriston, Texas, is not real, and the governor is not fit to tweet, much less govern. Happy Pride. Christopher S. Brown, a retired TV network producer, taunted Abbott by responding to his tweet, writing that there are plenty of real problems the governor should focus on. Uh... Craig Abbott posts a fake item from the Dunning-Kruger Times written by Flag Eagleton Patriot, he tweeted. So, first of all, I, I just feel like people who, I mean... I don't know if I'm helping in this situation, but people who like read the title of news articles and then were like, I want, I'm going to share this with my friends. And like, they clearly did not read the article. Like, first of all, this is like, you can clearly see, uh, what's the website? Dunning Kruger, (laughs) fucking Dunning Kruger times, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's the problem. If you live near like a Kroger's grocery store, I love calling those places Kruger's. No, it's not. Is it Kruger Industrial Smoothing? That's the Seinfeld one. I just hear Kruger, and I'm like, or Kroger, and I'm like, Kruger Industrial Smoothing. Uh, so, yeah, so you have to be pretty fucking dumb. I don't know, be like, to that. I'm like, or this guy really doesn't like LGBT people, you know? And I'm like, how do, I just don't get it. You know, we're doubling down. We're doubling down on uh, all the things that... Uh, all the things that protect... We're, all, we're doubling down on protecting trans kids here at Cancel Schweezy. Uh, not because we... Not because of the cause, which we do agree with. We agree with the cause. Not because of the cause, out of spite. We're protecting trans kids out of spite. Imagine imagine doing good deeds out of spite. That's that's what Cancel Schweezy is all about. Doing good things out of spite. Um, yeah, I didn't think that this, you know, the Garth Brooks-Bud Light debate would have gotten this big. I remember when it first came out, I'm like, we're not going to talk about it because because it's clearly just a business move. 
and Garth has always been. And like Garth Brooks has always at least spoken about how he wants equality. He's like all humans, because I mean, in reality, all humans taste the same. You know, that's you know that's just a fact of life. All humans do taste the same. So uh, that's according to Garth Brooks. There's only one reason. That's mankind. Shut the fuck up, dude. You click. Like I know he's he's a you know I don't want to say false information, but so this is clearly satire is what I'm about to say. But he does look like he's killed someone, dude. Like, Garth Brooks does look like he's killed someone. And if you if it became found out, I think a lot of people would not be surprised for how he's fucking being on social media. And, uh, yeah, I think Garth might be a little autistic, too. And you're like, that's that's a bold claim. Well, it's like, when you're autistic, you know, I took the, I finally finished an autism test. It turns out I'm fine. I'm just, I'm just kind of dumb. Uh, if, like... If you can't understand someone's facial expressions, like, you're probably autistic. And I'm not shaming people for being autistic. You need to choose that. Unless you did. Unless you're, like, trans-autistic, then fuck you. But, uh, yeah, it's like, he doesn't recognize. And then, like, the where are the bodies guard? Like, he doesn't get the joke and doesn't like it, you know? Because he thinks it's, like, real, you know, and shit like that. He doesn't get the joke. And so it's like, I think... And I do think, I do think if you don't have a sense of humor, you're autistic. I mean, that's funny. And some of you do have a sense of humor and are also autistic. So don't like, count. you're like, good, I have a sense of humor. I'm like, you might still be autistic. So I wouldn't count yourself out just yet about all that. All that. So anyways, though, um, I want, I really want Texas to be not, I don't even care if it's like super liberal, but I would just like it to be very central center, you know? I kind of want to move to Austin. Like, that's in my mind, back in my mind. Like, hey, maybe I should move to Austin. Uh, you know, because every podcast is moving to Austin. Uh, you know, I, th- I think about that, and then, uh, yeah, but then it's like, weed's not legal, and, you know, it's like, what's the point, you know? <laughs> is it even worth it, you know? But uh, anyways, though, uh, Greg Abbott is a fucking dumbass. Garth Brooks is still a murderer. <laughs> And, uh, at the end of the day, Hambriston, Texas doesn't exist. Greg Abbott, you, you run the state. You should fuck, you should probably fucking learn what is in a city there, you know? You know, at least Google shit, you know? Dumbass. Okay. Um, next article got here is from Cosmopolitan. So we got a little cool stuff going on here. Did John Mayer just respond to Taylor Swift's re-recorded, re-record of Dear John on Speak Now? It's a big day for Taylor Swift, who just released Taylor's version of Speak Now, the studio album which first came out in 2010. After fans dug into who each song might be about, they're now speculating that none other than John Mayer has responded. In case you need a reminder, Taylor and John dated between 2009 and 2010, often performing together during her Fearless tour. She was 19 and he was 32 at the time, and the lyrics to the track Dear John include, Dear John, I see it all now. It was wrong. Don't you think 19 is too young to be played by your dark, twisted games? When I loved you so, I should have known. I don't know. I, I don't listen to that song very much. After the song came out, John told Rolling Stone that it made him feel terrible and he wasn't given any heads up about its release. It was a really lousy thing to do, he said. I never got an email. I never got a phone call. I was really caught off guard. Ahead of Speak Now's re-release, Taylor urged fans at one of her gigs to not go after people on her behalf. I'm not putting this album out so that you can feel the need to defend me on the internet against someone you think I might have written a song about 14 million years ago, she explained, adding that she's grown up and has moved on 
on still ha- that has hasn't stopped John from hopping onto Instagram and sharing that fans think is a direct response to the new album. The artist posted a series of photos from a recent gig, the last picture of which shows a firework display reading the words, please be kind. Uh, Fans are taking this as a direct request to Taylor's audience, particularly as the carousel of images came on Speak Now's Taylor's version's release. Still considering Taylor has said she's over it and not to take to talk take to the internet to fight her battles. Maybe everyone should or not look at John's comments right now. So, yeah, I don't, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal went through it. I think John's now going through it. And uh, I hear Joe Jonas might be going through it. But even though, like, here's the thing. if And I think people need to understand. I'm glad Taylor actually said something about it. I'm like, do not, I wrote these songs over a decade ago. Remember who you were a decade ago? Some of some Taylor Swift fans weren't didn't weren't, didn't exist, but some like do you remember who you were? Ten it came out in two thousand ten, so we're like remember thirteen years ago. Who were you thirteen fourteen years ago? Okay, think about that. And you know I'm glad that I didn't have any. You know, yeah, it's a yes and no. I'm glad I didn't have any hits when I was like, a, you know, I wasn't like a teenage. You know, songwriter, you know, like who had a big hit because that could have been, man, there are some, you know, you just have cringy shit, you know, you know, you look, if you're a songwriter, you look, a lot of times you look back on your older stuff and don't like it. And I think for Taylor, she's always had some good songs, but she looks back on like topics and like things about, like, I wrote about this guy. And you're like, how did I, how do I feel about this guy right now? Like, I don't think about him at all. And I'm over it, you know, because it was over 13 years ago. And the fact that she has to tell it to Taylor, Taylor Swift has to say it to her fans kind of shows that uh, her, her, she has a lot of dumbass fucking fans. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And uh, I think we can all probably agree that she has probably some dumb, uh, dumb fucking fans who are like, especially when I talked about the Inuit Spice Girl thing. I'm like, like, clearly learn the context of something before you try to fucking Maddie Healy's a racist. Like, bro, he... Yeah, he made a big-ass formal apology for using a gun in the music video for their song, Robbers. Like, I'm pretty sure he's probably more liberal than you think. Oh, he does the Nazi salute. Like, do you know the context of a performance and a song? Like, you gotta, you gotta know that shit. So, not fucking, I love John Mayer, and he's even admitting, like, yeah, I, was probably, I, wasn't, the, I wasn't the best person in my life. And, uh, yeah, you know, if, if you're talking about your past self, and you were 32 years old on your past self, and you dated a 19-year-old when you were 32, you probably have a regret about that, you know? And John seems to probably have a regret about the age gap between the two. And uh, it's so weird saying John, you know, like, John's a lot older than you, than you think it is. I've been thinking about, who says I can't get stoned? Call up a girl that I used to know. Let's, let's make a rumor that that's about Taylor Swift, <laughs> you know? I don't even know if the timeline, was it Battle Studies? Was that, that, was that the album that one came on? I know it's like John Mayer's like it's like a white album cover, uh, you know it's a white album cover with John's you know John's face on it, not the one that came out in like 2018, 2017, the one with uh, still keep your shampoo in my shower, you know that one. Uh, that was a good album too. You know, hard to find a bad John Mayer album, but anyways though, be don't be fucking stupid on the internet. I think that's the lesson for today. Don't be, don't be fucking, don't be a fucking stupid Taylor Swift fan. They were like, Swifties, you know, go on the Reddit. There's like, 
I can't believe Taylor must have been so hurt. And I just envy her. I'm like, shut the fuck. You don't know her, okay? Anything, you, if you think you know who Taylor Swift is, you probably don't know who she is, okay? Like, they're like, how do you know that's Taylor's personality? I'm like, you don't know, you don't even know what, like, she's actually like. But I heard she's pretty nice, though. I've heard, I've heard, she's nice to strangers, so that's a good thing. She's one of those people, I think, who knows how to spend them, who knows how to be rich, you know? If you're rich and you don't waste all your money all the time, if you don't just fucking spend money all the time, if you're, like, hoarding that shit, you're, you're not being rich right, you know? If you're rich, you're like, yeah, I want to go out to eat tonight, you know, let's go to this restaurant, you know? You're like... You know, that waiter's really been really nice to me, you know? It's been, I really like what they're doing. I bet, you know, if they're a waiter, they're probably not doing too well in life. Uh, so you just be like, here's $1,000. I'm like, it's not fucking nothing to me, you know? Do you think if you went up to Jeff Bezos and be like, hey, Jeff, can I have $1,000? Do you think he'd just give it to you? You know, because, like, to him, $1,000 is nothing, you know? Like, that's what I always think about rich people. Like, I bet Mark Cuban would probably, if he just, like, went up to Mark Cuban and was like, Hey, Mark, can I... Hey, Mark. Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. That's, that would be my response if he says no. Hey, Mark, can I have $1,000? I'm kind of low on money right now. I need to pay rent. You're like, oh, yeah, sure. And he, he just pulls out the cash. And he, like, he has it already. You know, he's like, I don't know. You know? So that's the big thing. Don't chase money. Chase, chase dreams. I don't know. All right, last article we have here today, or previous week right now, Meta launches Threads, its app to rival Twitter, a day early from MarketWatch. Meta Platforms Inc. launched Threads, its rival to Twitter, a day early Wednesday. Let's do this. Welcome to Threads. Meta Chief Executive Mark Zuckerberg posted on the new app. The text-based app, a spinoff of Meta's Meta, uh, Instagram has been set to launch Thursday morning, but instead went live for users in the U.S. in more than 100 co- other countries Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. The free app is now available for download on Apple's App Store and Google Play Store. And by using a QR code at the website, threads.com. Meta shares, which rose almost 3%, Wednesday gained more than 1% in after hours. Trading immediately after the app launched, the stock was up 1.6% pre-market Thursday. Threads users will be able to use their Instagram usernames and import their followers and will be able to post messages, follow new accounts, and post public replies, much like Twitter. Our vision with Threads is to take what Instagram does best and expand that to text, creating a positive and creative space to express your ideas, Instagram said in a blog post. The app is the most serious challenge yet to Twitter, which Elon Musk has transformed since buying it for $44 billion last year. Since then, Twitter has slashed its staff, lifted many safety restrictions, and become less stable. It has also made many of its features available only to subscribers who pay $8 a month. Over the weekend, Musk throttled Twitter users from viewing too many tweets, further outraging users. When asked if Threads could become bigger than Twitter, which has about 356 million monthly active users worldwide, compared to Instagram's 2 billion, Zuckerberg posted, it'll take time, but I think there should be a public conversation app with 1 billion plus people on it. Twitter has had the opportunity to do this, but hasn't nailed it. Hopefully, we will. Zuckerberg tweeted Wednesday for the first time since 2012, acknowledging the obvious similarities between Threads and Twitter. We built Threads with tools to enable positive, productive conversations. Instagram said, you can control who can mention you or reply to you within Threads. It added that users can block, restrict, or report troublesome profiles that Instagram's community guidelines will be enforced on the new app. So, you know, things like this always interest me. Uh, Congratulations. 
you played just so. That's the Twitter. Um, so we're looking at history right now, folks. We are looking at history. Will threads kill Twitter? Kind of like how Instagram, when they added videos, killed Vine. Will it kill Twitter? Because Twitter, you know, I mean, like, Zuck really took the opportunity there. It's like, Elon is doing, I mean, I haven't been on Twitter forever. And guess what? I don't need to. I'm, you know, hopefully this kills Twitter. I actually hope this kills Twitter. And I think about it in my mind, because, like, Twitter is just a fucking cesspool. Uh, but, like, I'm like, threads will change everything. I'm like, no, it won't. Threads will not change. It's going to be the same thing, you know, obviously if people from Twitter move over to threads and stuff like that, but I don't know. It could, is it going to be Google Plus or is it going to be, you know, like TikTok where it just becomes a, like a phenomenon, you know? I remember when Twitter first came out. That's how old I fucking am. I remember, you know, I think the first mention I ever heard of Twitter was like I was at a show, you know, I think, I want to say it was the band Ludo based out of St. Louis, and they were like, yeah, follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And we we're like, Twitter? What the hell is that? So then we all, then I looked up Twitter. I'm like, oh, okay, it's a new social media platform. And then it became big. And then Trump ruined it. And then Trump got kicked off Twitter. I'm like, it's about damn time. Uh, now he's on Truth Social, which is not, which is going to be, it's going to stay, it's going to stay exactly where it's at. But, uh. But no, I'm interested in threads. Uh, it's interesting. I'm just wondering, I'm just like curious, like, will it kill Twitter or will it die a very sad death, you know? Uh, I'm, I'm going to make a guess that, it, I'm going to make the guess, if I was going to gamble on it, I'd make the guess that it will kill Twitter because Elon is like, oh yeah, you, you can use Twitter for $8 a month. Like, the whole point of social media is it's free and you steal my information okay like that's the whole point of social media i see i see funny shit and you steal my information like that's what social media is that's the way it's always been you know fucking paying to be on social media is kind of dumb you know let's bring back myspace you know myspace was just so simple you know you had friends you had your top friends you you had a song you had fucking Fall Out Boy playing or Panic at the Disco. Not even from Beef You Cancel Out. Not one of the singles. It was definitely not one of the singles. Is it still me that makes you sweat? That was, I think that's probably one of the singles. I still think you're about in bed. Nice. Is it still me? I just like what they looked like. Is it still me that makes you sweat? Am I who you think about in bed? I'm like, really? Those the bunch of fucking Mormon kids, you know? Anyways, though. I don't know. Should I join Threads? That's the question. Should I join Threads? I probably will. I prob I'm probably going to end up joining it. Fucking I run, you know, I'm working in entertainment. I'm going to probably have to fucking have a Threads account. Have you ever been out in public and thought, hey, look at that fat guy, only for it to turn out to be a mirror and you are in fact the fat guy? That was the moment that kickstarted me into becoming the greatest health expert the world has ever seen. But I wasn't born being built different. Like Joe Cocker before me, I get by with a little help from my friends. And my friends happen to be today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. 
EvanX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements for to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while you work out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder, by using the link in our description today. You can save 15% on your purchase. Go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. When you're at the beach, you aren't going there naked, letting everyone see your little shrunken PP from being in the water. No, you're wearing some sort of clothing to cover up your privates. So why would you let companies you buy products from have access to the privates of your credit cards? That's where today's sponsor Privacy comes becomes the clothing for your credit card information. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for a service with a free trial that requires you to put in a credit card to sign but wait, there's more. By using the link in our description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. I was told. I was told by my fucking friend, Josh Casey, author of Track and Desire, A Journey After Swallowtail Kites, uh, about a movie. It was a short film. And he was like, you should watch this and tell me if it's any good. He didn't even fucking watch the movie, okay? I'm, like, telling him, like, you need to watch this movie. Like, you know, you know, it's, like, an important thing. Like, you need to watch this. And I'm going to talk about why. And if this podcast comes out and he's listening to this and he's like, oh, I still haven't watched it. Hey, Josh, go fuck yourself. Uh, so anyways, though, so the movie's called, it's a short film called Donkey. And... I bet, you know, and, uh, yeah, you think it's, you think it's about Shrek because Shrek is in the thumbnail for this. Also, I got a Vimeo link, so I don't know. I don't trust Vimeo movies, you know? It's like, Vimeos were like, we're going to upload it to Vimeo so we look professional. And then it's like, oh, this is why no one watches this. Who fucking sits on Vimeo? I bet Josh probably, Josh Casey probably fucking sits on Vimeo and we're going to watch. It's like, this is how I consume content. I'm like, fuck you, Josh. First of all, go fuck yourself, Josh. Um, and we're going to get into why Josh needs to go fuck himself in a little bit. So uh, let's talk about what is this movie about? So, so we follow... Who this guy? I don't know his name. Uh, he is a struggling actor, and in the moment when the film starts, he is supposed to play Shrek at a like children's birthday party. You know, like those like birthday party entertainer type shit. I don't know if those things still exist, or, or I don't know how to get in contact with one. To be honest with you, uh, and so basically it's that. And long story short, he gets. I shouldn't say long story short. We're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about this thing. Uh, he gets a call from his sister saying 
his dad uh, his dad is about to pass away. You know, he's in the hospital. He doesn't have much longer to live. He's about to pass. He, like he's about to pass. So, like, you should probably get to the hospital right now. You know, we understand the emergency. However, this guy's in full body paint, costume, and everything, dressed up like Shrek. And one problem I have with the movie is that everyone does not recognize Shrek. I'm, I'm saying this is probably in an alternate reality, but in this alternate reality, not a lot of people know about Shrek. It's like Shrek exists, but it's like, huh, you know, like, you know, it's a movie, but it's not like as cool as it is in this universe and stuff like that. So basically he's in full fucking Shrek makeup and everything, and he has to go to this hospital uh, to say goodbye to his father. And, you know, the the film uh, talks about how he, you know, talk about how he's not been, you know, like, in touch with his family as well as he could have been and stuff like that. And basically, he's also very sad, you know, because he's a struggling actor. He's also very sad about where his acting career is currently. And he gets to go into there as a struggling actor, not doing very well in life, to say goodbye to his father, who is seems like he's on life support at this point, you know? And, like, he has to say his goodbye to his father. And he goes through, like, this heartfelt apology speech, you know? Very good acting, you know? If the movie just ended there, I'd be like, okay, I guess this is about, you know, where we, like, how we don't get to choose in life. When people come and go, you know, it would have been nice. It, it could have just been a beautiful, a beautiful thing. And then his dad wakes up from the hospital, sees his son dressed as Shrek. And he's like, Shrek, Shrek, Shrek. And he's like, donkey. And then he dies. And yeah, so this is like dark humor, black humor. Like, you know, if you enjoyed the menu, like the kind of humor the menu had, you're, you would probably, or like the movie Envy, those are the only two I know of, then you would probably really, you, you may kind of like this. However, um... You bet I'm coming up in May. I did not find it that way. Uh, some of you don't know, my father... Uh, last year, he recently passed away. He was uh, basically at a point where he was on life support, and eventually we had to pull him off, and so we let everyone say goodbye. Really in, really in my family's fashion, we drag bad things out as long as possible. It's just how we are. Uh, I'm not, but my family is. Uh, and so we had to do that. And so, yeah, and then basically, in my career in life, I was not where I wanted to be, you know? You you know, when you're when you're kind of like working in as an artist or entertainer, like you you want to be at a point in life, you know, with your parents and stuff like that, you know? And uh yeah, so I was somewhat I was basically in the situation minus being dressed up like Shrek. And it was it, it was I shouldn't have watched it. You know, a good friend, Josh Casey, a good friend would not have watched me watch a film about a dead dad dying. As I've let everyone know, I bawled my eyes out watching the fucking Michael Keaton Jack Frost movie because it's a dead dad movie. I, I was drunk and I bawled my eyes out. It was rough. And, you know, 
you know, I, I wasn't expecting this. I thought it was just going to be some weird thing about Shrek. No, it was... It was fucking... Fucking... It's fucking stupid. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck that shit. You know what? And fuck you, Josh. You know? You know, you're my friend. You're supposed to let me know better. Reality is, I'm not that mad at Josh. I'm just making jokes on the show. Apparently, I have to say that. Some people are like, God damn, you're mean to your friends. I'm like, you know, it's, it's, it's different. He knows I'm, hopefully, he knows I'm joking about that, you know? Uh, but, anyways, though, Donkey out now on Vimeo. Or the fuck watches things on Vimeo, Josh. Uh, who, if you want to watch fucking Donkey, it's up there. It's not the worst thing I've ever watched. It was just poor, not a movie I needed to watch right now in my life. That's the real, you know, that's the real situation. It's it's a movie I probably shouldn't have watched, you know. And, uh, yeah, so if you have a, if your dad died... You know, he's in the hospital when he died. Don't fucking watch this. It's not going to make you feel good, okay? I was gl- I was lucky enough to... An edible was kicking in, you know? Like, it was a good time, you know? You know, I, luckily I did that. Or I was going to get on really bad. So anyways, though, that's fucking donkey. Um, watch it at your own risk. If you have a dead dad, don't watch it. That's, that's just life advice. Don't watch it if you have a dead dad, Okay? So it's time to do a segment we haven't done in a minute. It's called uh, WikiHow. And WikiHow, for someone that you don't know, WikiHow is a website where uh, they make m- every guide to to every situation in life. A lot of it, like majority of it, like I would say 95% of it, very useful stuff and very helpful. You know, it's a very helpful answer. But however, WikiHow has, has gone to the question of answer, is trying to answer the question, how? How do I do everything? And in, in regards to do everything, a lot of nonsense is going to be coming up, folks. A lot of nonsense happens. So in this, let's, let's shrink down. Let's get into this. Today we have a cat themed, so let me just do, 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 do. All right, now I'm small, and the screen is big. All right, so I wanted to do some cat themed stuff today. Uh, let's look at here. Oh, co-authored by Molly DeVos. I wonder if Betsy DeVos. She's one of their related. Certified feline training and behavior specialist and certified cat behavior consultant. I, I'm going to doubt they're related. Uh, just similar last name. So the first article we got, how to sneak your cat into work. Now, you know, I think it's okay to have a cat. I love cats. Cats are great. However, though, is your workplace the best place? Because, I don't know, when you think about, like, a workplace, like, things kind of have to be a certain way that, that'll that make, like, everyone comfortable, even if sometimes it'll make you a little uncomfortable, better for the overall, uh, you know, the office, you know? Like, why offices are usually cold, it's because uh, uh, some people, like, just run really hot, you know? And so it's better to keep it cool, and it'll help, you know, it helps you stay awake, I don't know. Uh, but some people are always cold, and it's like, well, you can always put on layers, you, you can't take them off, and ladies, you, you shouldn't be dressing slutty at your office, unless you're a stripper, actually, I think a colder, actually, I don't know, cold strip club, I don't know, just be, just be comfortable, I don't know, uh, but anyways, though, but, like, bringing a cat 
to the office for and there's people who fake an allergy. Some people actually say they have an allergy to cats. I don't believe them. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like reheating a fish meal in the microwave at work. You don't do that. You're ruining everyone's day, and you know, and it's not a good thing to do. So, anyways, though, how to sneak your cat into work. Uh, thank you, Molly DeVos, uh, for bringing in your... For bringing fucking... To help us bring a cat into the office. Okay. Uh, all right, the first one. Consider the options. Uh, ass assess. Uh, wait. It's just... Because ass is... It looks like asses. Uh, assess your cat's personality to decide if if he is the sort of cat that would could be happy and quiet at work. Uh, yeah, that's also a good thing. Yeah, a lot of, you know, been to a lot of studios with studio cats, you know. Studio cats are cool, you know. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, yeah, if you kind of, if your cat's kind of a dick, probably don't bring him to the office. If your cat, if your cat's just lazy, though, honestly, the lazy cat is probably going to be the cat you need. Like, you have to have just fucking Garfield. Or else, like, yeah, it's going to be what you need to bring into the office, so... Assess your cat's personality first, okay? All right. Consider the way you get to work. Is your cat a seasoned traveler? Okay. So, yeah, that would make sense. So, yeah, if you have a car, I feel like if you have a car, you'll be fine. Uh, if you ride a bike, maybe, you know, put them in a little basket. That's cool. Always get a little, that's why I always like littler animals. You know, like, you know, put them in a little basket or whatever. Um, those are fun. Uh, yeah, if, you, if you're on the bus, don't. I don't think you're, you should be fucking bringing your cat with you everywhere, okay? Um, check the weather. Is it too hot, too cold, too wet, or too windy to carry your cat around? Um, yeah, I would... Okay, yeah, I feel like that's obvious. Um, you don't want to fucking give your cat heat stroke or whatever. But then there's, like, always, like, you know, like, wild... You know, not wild cats, but, like, stray cats, you know? Like, they, they survive. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what... You know, like... It's like, we know what cats do when we're around them, but, like, when they go away, you know, and do their shit, like, I have no clue what they're doing, you know? Um, choose a day that isn't heavy, heavily mired in away-from-desk obligations. Okay, yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah, I guess if you're gonna bring your fucking cat into the office, I think probably you have, like, a, a sit-down desk job, you know? Like, it probably, that's probably the best. I don't know, if you're doing constructions, your cat's not going to be fucking following you around, you know? The cat's just going to fucking go off, fuck something, and then come back. You know? Uh, make preparations, you know? Be absolutely certain of where your boss and other cokers will be throughout the day. Um, yeah. And thinking about it a little bit more, you know, are you, like, we didn't, decide like are we trying to hide the cat in the office or are we just allowed to let the cat roam free you know i know some places they let you bring their, your dog into work but uh i don't know some dog you know some dogs just love people you know like like i don't know that's unproductive but like when it's like my dog if you have like one of those really well-trained dogs you're like sit and yeah that's always like right next to your leg if you tell them to you know work but i don't, I don't know if you can train a cat that way I bet, I bet you can but they won't do it you know can you train a cat to do things? Probably. Will they do it? No. You know, that's just, that's who, that's who they are, you know. Uh, so, yeah, make sure your your boss doesn't find your fucking office cat. Uh, prepare the cat's necessities. Oh, yeah, I guess you need a, need a good storage thing. I know there's, like, those backpacks and a little cat window on them. Um, only if your cat likes that, I guess, you know. I don't you know. How do you even know if your cat will like that, you know. 
Um, yeah. Nice thing about cats is they always come back, you know? Like, they're not gonna, like, they go away. If you don't, like, don't see them for a week, whatever, they'll come back. That's always the nice thing about cats, at least with the home, because they go to where they, they're getting free food, that's where they're going to. Like, they're gonna come back. That's why you don't feed stray cats if you don't want to keep the stray cat, you know? Because they'll just keep coming back. Um, alright. Start bringing the bag to work at least once or two weeks prior to sneaking the animal into the office. Okay, and we're like, hey everyone. I'm just bringing my laundry basket with nothing suspicious in it. Remember two weeks ago when I started? Remember when there's nothing in it? Yep, there's nothing in it right now. So I guess this is, uh, this is for sneaking your fucking cat into the office. Honestly, your cat will be fine at home. Like, if your home's, like, well heated and cooled, you know? Your cat will be fine, dude. Cats barely need anything to live, dude. Um, purchase a cat harness and a leash. Okay. You know, I don't want the cat to run off. You know where the cat won't run off to? In your own home. Okay? Like, um, pack everything you need into the bag to determine if you can fit all items inside. This just, I mean, like, this all sounds like it'll work. But, but we're getting to a point where it's like, you know, I think my cat will just be better off at home, you know? Like, you know, I think, I think it'll be better off at home. And then when you come home and the cat's nice to you, you know, you get that little serotonin. You know, I think that's more of a benefit. You have to, you have to have no serotonin that way, because if, like, you already have serotonin and you try to add more on, it's like, oh, at max capacity, you won't be happy anymore. But if you have no serotonin, then you fill it up. It's like, you know, it's like filling up a... Filling up a glass, glass of water, sody water, okay? Uh, if the cat doesn't fit, fit or it seems cramped, reconfigure how you packed your travel bag. So, I don't know, I feel like if we go to the last step of, like, bring it, bring this, you know, container that your cat will be in for uh, two weeks prior to bring putting the cat in, like, Figure out if the cat has space first, then bring the bag. I'm gonna just make that like speed up, speed up the process a little bit more, you know. Uh, for a smooth transition from home to office, prepare your cat bag a few days before you plan to sneak your cat into work. Um, yeah, you should have everything prepped if you're gonna fucking sneak your cat into the office. That's that's a real rule. Um, all right, part three. You made you made preparations. Now we're on to toting the kitty on the day. So we're at the day of. We we prepped. Now we're on the day of. Feed your cat breakfast. Hopefully you feed your cat if you have a cat. You know, that'll so it'll keep it coming back to you. Okay. Um, and then encourage your cat to use the litter box. Um, I would say just, you know, I've been obsessed with training your cat to use the toilet. Just train your cat to use the toilet. I think that's gonna be a better option for you. Uh, so yeah, I guess you'd want it to drain things. I guess Caesar would say, uh, was it Caesar Milan? Is that his name? The, the dog guy, uh, you know, the South Park episode of him. Uh, he, he, I think he, I heard him say that like, uh, what time of day you feed them, you know, like scheduling the poops around like their meal time, you know, you know, so like, okay, they ate a meal, so they're gonna, they're probably gonna poop soon. So, uh, you gotta kind of be ready for that shit, uh. And then, give your cat lots of affection and attention before you place him in the bag. I've given cats plenty of affection and tried to put them somewhere, you know, and they will not, you know, they're not gonna, that's not an easy thing for most cats to get them there. 
unless it's declawed, and then I heard, like, so many sad things about declawing cats, so, you know. Uh, in the bag, instead of transferring the cat to your bag while you get ready for work, make the transfer the last thing you do before you leave the house. Yeah, that's more just, like, time management. It's, like, it's gonna take a lot longer to do that, and also, I don't want to put, fucking put my cat in there for, like, an hour, so things suck. All right, now we're in the office with the cat. Be confident. Yeah, if you act, you know, that's actually a good, that's actually really good advice. You know, if you, you act suspicious, they're going to be suspicious, you know? And so, yeah, don't let them be suspicious about your office, about the cat you brought into the office, you know? Uh, look around to see if anyone is around your office or desk. Yeah, I guess you'd want to hide the, hide the, you know, you wanna, don't want anyone to see the cat, you know? And that's, that's a, it's a whole meeting with HR you don't want to have. Uh, turn on your computer and get set up for the day. Um, yeah, I guess that would, that would be, you know, that'd be the thing. Uh, do your job, you know, where you don't need your cat there. Uh, letting the cat out of the bag. That's, that's funny. Decide whether having your cat let out of the bag is a sensible option. You know, that should have been the first fucking thing you thought about when you're deciding, like, I'm going to sneak my cat into the office. This is the first thing you should have thought of. Okay? Uh, you think letting the cat, keeping the cat in a little cramped space all day for eight hours? Is that a good idea? You know? Is this a good idea? Should I let him out? You know, is this a good idea to let him out? Shut up, dude. Um, double check your surroundings before you encourage your cat to come out of the bag. Okay. You know, just prep, you know. When your cat seems ready to leave, unpack the cat and encourage him to get to know your workplace. You know, I don't think you should even be doing that to begin with. Uh, place the blanket underneath your desk and put food and water in the small bowl. Anticipate his needs, setting up the litter after an hour being out of the bag. Okay. At the end of the day, all right, we're, we successfully brought our cat into the office. Target 